Welcome! You are listening to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast, where you'll hear fun, relaxed, and inspirational interviews with people who are really living the dream. I'm Dawn Fleming, an attorney-turned-alchemist and your host for the show, coming to you from the tropical island paradise of Isla Mujeres, Mexico. This show was created for courageous souls willing to step out of their comfort zone and design a new way of life. You'll gain inspired midlife wisdom from those who have done it as we share experiences, strategies, and offer practical steps you can take to redesign your life overseas. Listen, and you'll believe if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Welcome to Magnetic Monday with Dawn. I am so glad you are here with me today. I am excited to share this presentation with you I've been working on. I'm going to talk with you about is why your plan flops, three mistakes every overseas retiree needs to avoid. That's right. All right. So for those of you who don't know me, I am Dawn Fleming. I had a successful career in real estate prior to becoming an attorney. And then I I had an amazing career as an international business attorney kind of was afraid of dying at my desk. So I got out of that business and was uh, spent two decades as a top earner and trainer in direct sales, network marketing. Loved that. Loved being able to help entrepreneurs start mostly side gigs and grow them into amazing businesses. It was really, really a cool experience for me. We decided to get the heck out of Southern California rat race. We sailed 5,000 miles from California to Florida back in 2010 went through the Panama Canal and started over a midlife reset. That's kind of what I help people do. And Tom took a job for the first time in 25 years. We'd been uh, devastated in the financial crash. And then I uh, started a new business. In 2017, we decided, you know what? We can live anywhere. Let's go ahead and live on this little tropical island where we purchased a vacation villa, jumped on our sailboat, got rid of most of our stuff and came on down, try it out, see if we like it. If not, our house moves. And so we could go somewhere else if if we didn't want to stay here. And then I just kept meeting all these really interesting people with these amazing stories that had also kind of redesigned their life overseas. And I just, I decided to start this podcast overseas, like redesign and, and find out how other people did it. Not everybody's going to jump on a 50-foot sailboat and sail 5,000 miles to, to move overseas. That's what we did. But how were other people doing it? And so there's, I just published episode 71 of that pod, podcast. And so they are, there's, it's full of amazing stories, inspirational stories, people from all walks of life different uh, backgrounds, different uh, focuses. Some went on for a passion project. And it's just been really gratifying to be able to share those stories of inspiration with other people. And then I started doing this free workshop, you know, how to live in paradise uh, without worrying about the price tag, because people just kept asking Tom and I, how did you guys do that? How can I do it too? And I uh, was able to, to really help a lot of folks, hundreds and hundreds of people went through that workshop with me and were able to, you know, figure out like, where do I start? How do I, I go through this process? And eventually that sort of turned into my book, the claim your dream life book, which launched on March 29th. I'm so proud of it. It, it was uh, really a, a team effort to put that together. And I've just gotten tons of great feedback from that 
uh, books. So if you haven't had a chance to look at it yet, I encourage you to take a look. So that's just a little bit about me. I don't want to waste a lot of time on that. But I, for those of you who don't know me, I wanted to make sure that you knew a little bit about who I am. So I started this coaching program, the Dream Life in Paradise Academy, and then this happened. I discovered this beautiful island six years ago. And when I got off the ferry, I said, I want to live here for the rest of my life. It just took me a while to get here. When I got off the boat, I knew I had arrived home. It was it was an incredible experience. You just my life was enlightened. It was it was like a breath of fresh air. And I was so glad I did come and then took on this new adventure in my life. At the time that I started this journey, I was living in San Antonio, Texas, working at home, and I was caring for my mother who was 97 years old, and she was suffering from terminal dementia. As her life declined, so did mine, and I had no life. And when my mother lost the ability to recognize me, and know where she was, I was able to get my freedom. It was at the end of the academic school year. If I don't try it now, if I don't attempt to rebuild my life, you know, it'll be another year and then another year. And so on kind of a whim, I booked a a six-week plane trip to my happy place to see if I could live in paradise. As far back as when I was 17, I, was a, I became a policeman. Within the first month on the job, I had the experience of a plane crash where there was 117 souls were lost on the plane, not knowing then, today, how that dramatically had affected me. 40 years later, I witnessed the death of a very close friend. That trauma set me back to the the plane crash that hospitalized me for a year when I ended up getting divorced and lost everything. I got rushed to the hospital, found out I had blood clots in both lungs of my heart. And I, at that point, had suffered three heart attacks. Having no health insurance, it pretty well exhausted all my funds. So I spent the better part of a year living in my car. All I had at that time was my pensions from Canada. And if that wasn't enough, I a year ago, I had my son pass away unexpectedly because of my medical condition. I could not get home. That was, that was a really sad point in my life. I realized in about late May, early June, that I, I wanted to move. I moved overseas, but that's all I knew. I had no idea what to expect what to look for, costs, what came across was Don's free course. Learned in the course was everything that I needed to put in place, but more so the confidence to move forward on this new journey of my life. It opened my mind, my life to existence that I didn't know I had. And Dawn has built a really fabulous group of people as we help and nurture each other. And that's really wonderful. And um, as a result of that, I met a very special man. After taking the course, I made the decision that I was going to do what she then referred to as a beta test. And I had to go, I had to go return back to Canada where I 
but I had made a vow that I was going to come back in December. One of the great things about Dawn's program is the community that she's building, both in the Live and Earn in Paradise group, where she does so much teaching and training and has this fabulous five-day um, free training program, this workshop, but also in the private mentoring group, which is the Dream Life Academy. Um, during, during the two months, we had been corresponding back and forth, and she was working on her projects, but she was also helping me with my books and getting my adventure going. And so when it came for Christmas, I said, you know, I just made up my mind that I'm going to go back and bring her a special gift. And he arrived on December 27th and he brought me an engagement ring. <laughs> I arrived and I figured, okay, I need to present my gift in a certain way. So I I had bought her a ring and I put it in a pair of heavy socks. Part I wrote, in case you get cold feet, I have a pair of socks for you. But if you say yes, I will keep the rest of you warm forever. It's the happiest place I've been in at least 25 years. And I'm so full of joy. Every day when I wake up, I walk my dog, Teddy, and I walk to the end of the street. And I look left at the Caribbean, the beautiful blue ocean. And I see the waves. And I thank God for being here at this point in my life. I'm so happy with where I am. This is such a blessing. And I'm happier than I've ever been. <laughs> so my life has changed dramatically. Thanks to Don's course, I would never have met him. So life takes you on wonderful trips, wonderful adventures. And this is part of the adventure of living in paradise. So I've spent a year and a half living in Isla solo. And now I get the adventure of doing it as part of a partnership. So I'm really excited about my future. Who knows what's going to happen in your dream life? Making dreams come true is not only exciting, and it also has made me addicted to helping other people make their dream life a reality. So what I'm going to cover with you tonight is the three biggest reasons why your overseas retirement might not work out. And I'll weave in um, pieces of, of Paul and Diane's stories um, because they, they are relevant to this topic. So um, before I dive in to what they are, I, I just want to mention that a lot of times when people embark on something like this, on, on this journey of, of creating their dream life overseas, they're at the bottom of this hierarchy. This is actually a, a model learning. And so what happens is when we we want to um, learn a new skill or learn how to do something new. We start at the unconscious incompetence phase of this, this hierarchy. And what that, what in, in plain language, you don't know what you don't know. And that, at, when I was the practicing attorney, that was the thing that got people in trouble the most was they didn't know what they didn't know and they would get in trouble as a result of that. So it says there on the side, it says you have the wrong intuition. And then as you get a, a little bit more knowledge, um, whether it's skills or knowledge, you become consciously incompetent, like you know what you don't know. And one of our uh, re retreat attendees mentioned that. She said, you know, I had a whole bunch of questions coming in 
But then after I started learning, I had a whole, much, whole bunch more. That's There's an example of really being, you not knowing what, going from not knowing what you don't know to knowing you don't know all the answers, but at least you know which questions to ask. And then you move up the scale from there. So what I'm going to cover uh, with you is these, these three, three pitfalls. You move for the wrong reasons. And there are right reasons to move and there's wrong reasons to move. To move. And so we're going to talk about those. Number two, you had unrealistic expectations going into it. And that happens. How can we avoid that? We're going to talk about that. Number three, you didn't become part of a community. And this is really, really key to any type of a transition, whether it's, you know, I talk about in Claim Your Dream Life about um, being divorced and really feeling like a pariah and then finding a community of um, divorced people that were going through a recovery workshop and how much better that felt. So we're going to talk about the importance of community and how you can do that as you make a transition like this. Number one, you move for the wrong reasons. So there's a couple of things I want to talk about under this uh, umbrella. And, and the first one, probably the most important one is wherever you go, there you are. What I mean by that is if you're unhappy in your current circumstances, your current location, and you think that, oh, I just need a change of geographic location, I just need to move and I'll be happy there, you're probably going to be disappointed. And so the question is, it's not the geographic location that's going to make you happy, right? The happiness has to be internal. So this idea that, oh, I'll just pull a location, call it, and, and move, and then I'll find a better place and my life will be changed and be good. That rarely works. Um, so that's um, the first sort of fatal um, way of thinking when it comes to this. The second one is fundamental interests. And what I mean by this is when you take into consideration or you don't take to, into consideration, you fail to take into consideration your really vital interests that aren't served when you make a move. So um, for example, it might mean compromising, like maybe you're in a partnership uh, situation and your partner wants to go somewhere for a particular reason and you, you're like, okay, well, maybe that'll work, maybe it won't. And you end up going there and you find out like it's really not your thing. For example, maybe uh, your partner's like, oh, I want to move to a big city and, you know, nightlife and theater and all that. And you realize like you're just not a city person. There's an example of that. And you're just not, that's not your ideal culture to be into that it could be something like that so really getting clear about what your non-negotiables are um in my case it was climate i'm from minnesota i spent my the first 28 years of my life in the snow and so when i met tom he was a skier and i said i am not doing snow like that's a fundamental interest non-negotiable i'm not doing that and so he accepted that i i was clear about that at the beginning of our relationship by the same token, he, he was a, a sailor, lived on a sailboat. He took me sailing, make sure I didn't get seasick. That was a fundamental interest of his. So making sure those fundamental interests are under consideration when you make a move like this. And the third thing is to realize there will always be trade-offs. Like there is no utopia. 
there's always going to be things that are different or missing. I recently brought back russet potatoes and sweet onions on my last trip to the States. Why? Because we can't get them here. Like it's one of those things. If you have to have a certain thing and it's not there, I mean, I'm heartbroken. I can't go to Trader Joe's, but I accept that that is part of the equation. I am going to be giving up some of my, you know, maybe favorite brands or favorite things. You're going to have to adapt to that. And so understanding that going in is going to help you move for the right reasons. We'll be back in a moment. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castillito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. With an ocean view of crystal clear turquoise waters overlooking both the Caribbean and Cancun city skyline, we offer a fabulous location for you to enjoy all the peace and tranquility you're looking for on vacation, while also taking in all the excitement the island has to offer, with activities either in walking distance or a golf cart day excursion away. Please visit castellitocaribe.com www.castellitocaribe.com We look forward to seeing you soon. Is it time to go? Are you starving for adventure and new experiences? Ready to lower your living costs and upgrade your quality of life? Do you long for the freedom to live anywhere with the economic satisfaction of earning in paradise? Imagine waking up in paradise every day saying, pinch me, is this real? You can live a happier, healthier, and more joyful life. Don't know where to start? Then grab our free paradise checklist to begin dreaming again and start defining your paradise. It's waiting for you at paradisechecklist.com. Welcome back to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast. Thank you so much for being here, and we invite you to subscribe if you like what you hear. It really kind of leads into the next piece of it, which is the unrealistic expectations. So if you expect things to be exactly the same as where you live right now, you probably shouldn't move because that's unrealistic, right? You're not going to have like even going to the grocery store and uh, working with the the young lady the past couple of days, she's been living in uh, kind of doing a beta test, uh, hanging out in Tulum the last couple of months, month and a half. They're here for two months. And she's like, wow, I really, uh, it was a wake up call to go into the grocery store. Like all my favorite brands aren't there. That's one of the reasons we recommend you do your due diligence. So if you have unrealistic expectations, if you had them, right, how can you prevent them? Well, how you prevent them is by doing your due diligence, right? So you have to do your homework. And that leads right into the second bullet point, which is not testing the waters before taking the plunge. Both Diane and Paul talked about doing a beta test. In Diane's case, it was for six weeks. She rented an apartment. 
She rented a car. She went to the grocery store. She didn't stay at a five-star all-inclusive resort, right, to try to figure out, is could I live here? Because that's not realistic. You're not going to move overseas and live in a five-star all-inclusive resort. So you want to live like a local, live and do the things. That's why she rented a car. She's like, I'm going to get a little car. I know that. So I want to be, I want to have a car. I want to know what it's like to drive there. I want to know, you know, what's the parking situation. I want to figure all that start. That's part of that due diligence. And so if you don't do that, you, you really are missing out on the benefit of knowing. And it's, it, there's no right or wrong on a beta test, right? Like either it's a fit or it's not. Paul rent, same thing, rented an apartment, uh, was, was here for a month, trying it out living like a local, not doing just vacation or touristy things, figuring out like, is this going to be a fit for me? Can I see myself living here on a long-term basis? So that's the beta test is not, is taking the, uh, testing the waters before taking the plunge. And then the third thing is not knowing what to do with yourself. So maybe part of that uh, unrealistic expectations is like, oh, well, I'm just going to go and look at the ocean. I, gosh, I love just sitting by the ocean, say when you're on vacation. And you know what? You can sit by the ocean and after a while it can get boring. That's what happened to my friend Maggie. She and her husband are snowbirds and they would come and he was just content to sit and look at the ocean. And she said, mm, I'm bored. I, I can only sit and look at the ocean for so long. And so she ended up doing some volunteer work, recognized there was a need for English. She ended up opening an English school and then ran that for many years. And then she saw a need uh, with locals needing help for university scholarships. So she started a scholarship program and about 100 donors chip in, you know, so much per month. And that goes toward uh, helping these kids go to college. So she knew she needed to find something to do with herself. Physical therapist by training, no background in education, no background in, you know, funding, doing fundraising for, you know, anything really. She just saw a need. She saw a, a purpose that she could have that would fulfill her and serve her community. So having that knowing that going in that like you need to figure out what you're going to do with yourself during your days. Right. So that's part of not having unrealistic expectation that simply moving to your ideal location is going to make everything else um, irrelevant, right. Or, or unimportant when that's really not true. Purpose and meaning is one of the most important things that we can have as human beings. And the reason this is so critical is because our life expectancy has doubled in the last hundred years. A hundred years ago, people only lived to, you know, in their forties, about 48 years old. It, it, it's really gone up dramatically. And now the fastest growing segment of the population is people living to a hundred. It's amazing how many people are living to a hundred. If you take care of yourself, you can. So if that's the case, then guess what? We need to be able to navigate this metal, middle essence, which is really from age 40 to age 80. We have four decades of midlife that we have to figure out what are we going to do with ourselves? And I love this quote from Carl Jung, 
wholly unprepared, they embark upon the second half of life. Or are there perhaps colleges for 40-year-olds which prepare them for the coming life and its demands as the ordinary colleges introduce our younger generations to a knowledge of a world and of life? No, there are none. Well, that is not quite true. Our religions were always such schools in the past, but how many people regard them as such today? How many of us older persons have really been brought up in such a school and prepared for the second half of life for old age, death, and eternity? And we know for a fact that uh, the religions, the churches have been losing membership. Like they're not really serving this purpose for folks in the way that maybe they have historically. So that's a big part of that unrealistic expectations, but just somehow expecting that, oh, my, my, my midlife is going to somehow work itself out and I don't really have to put any effort into it. It just doesn't work that way. And number three, you didn't become part of a community. So this is, um, I think, probably the most important of, of the three, because it is the community that is really going to help support you and help you feel connected. In my research, it seems like around between three and six months of being gone into your new environment, into your new country, there's sort of a melancholy phase. It's a maybe a little bit of buyer's remorse. You're like, oh, did I do the right thing? Did I make the, there's a little bit of an angst period that you go through. And so if you're in a community of people that have been through that, they can say, oh yeah, gosh, I remember about three months into, I was like, oh, did I make, you're questioning, right? So having that community that supports you is going to help you navigate these ebbs and flows of emotion as you're becoming accustomed to your new environment. Sometimes there's a lot of fear, right? And, and it's like, oh, I don't know, you know, do you know how to meet new people? Is that a skill that you've acquired? I've moved multiple times as an adult, and that's something I became very good at, is meeting new people and understanding how to get integrated into a community. Where do you find your doctors and your dentists and your chiropractors and your hairdressers and your veterinarians, all of those people? You find them through your community. You're going to find out who are the people you want to go to. Who are the people you might want to avoid? So by cultivating that curiosity, here's the thing. People by nature love to help each other. It's how we're wired. And so becoming an integral part of a community, a local community, you're going to be able to help solve all of these, these um, not like uh, problems, but these, these challenges, right? These, these steps that you need to go through to become part of a community and people just love helping each other. Excess baggage. This is both literal and fig figurative, right? So you, you don't want to bring your baggage with you when you, you come, first of all, we're talking stuff, material stuff, right? You don't, you, you want to leave that behind because as we go through this midlife, one of the things we figure out is that material possessions aren't really that important. It's more relationships and community right? And, and purpose and meaning. Those are the things that matter and the experiences that we have. Um, you've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse, right? We can't take it with us. And then the baggage, the emotional baggage and the fear-based culture that, that those of us who live in the United States particularly have to where we've been conditioned to be fearful of everything and new people and distrusting. 
that can um, not serve us when we go into a new community because people can see that in, in you. So um, really kind of letting go of some of those um, excess baggage fears that we have. Of course, empathy, compassion, and tolerance. I've talked about this before. We never have problems finding workers for our house because we do treat them like human beings. We, we feed them chicken dinner for, for Friday lunch and, and Saturdays, they work on Saturdays, work six days a week and for not a whole lot of money. They work, uh, it's usually cleanup day and they, they clean up the construction site. They knock up, off at one, giving them cold beer, right? And, and socializing them, asking them, how's your family? That, that um, community part is really whether it, it maybe it's not being impatient at the grocery store when there's 10 people in each line and there's only two checkers and you're like, are they going to open another check stand? No, they probably aren't. And you get putting out big size and looking at your wash isn't going to make it any better. Smiling at the cashier and saying, como estas? How are you today? And smiling at her is going to go a lot further. So it's, it's recognizing that you're part of a community and you you know, want to conduct yourself in such a way that it, it feels good for both you and it becomes a mirror. I want to um, leave you with a, a couple of truths that I've discovered as we, you know, go through this middle essence period and we, we think about that midlife reset. And that is, is this, what I've found to be the hard way is, you know, we're taught go to school or in my case, return to school, get that nice, safe, secure job. And I did, I landed at my dream job and then I lost it. And then I got another job and I wasn't happy in that job. And it's like, you're on this treadmill and you, you feel like you're never getting ahead. In my case, I went severely in debt. I know with inflation, um, debt is up, savings is down. People are really having to work harder to pay the bills and their debts, but not really live. You're, you're, you know, making a dime, not a living, right? You're, you're just marking time. And maybe you get to take a vacation, but even if you take a week vacation, like you never really get to relax, especially in this day and age, we've got these electronic leashes attached to us. So people are always checking emails and you're getting texts and you're not, do you ever really get to take a vacation? And then sadly, you die before you get to do all of the things that you ever wanted to do. And we know the graveyards are filled with unfulfilled dream. That's the hard way. That's the hard way of living. And I don't want you to have to do that. I want to help you create the easy way. I want to give you the easy way to create your dream life. Because in the past, I followed that conventional wisdom, and it provided me with neither freedom nor happiness. So I want to help you create your custom step-by-step plan and your develop your implementation strategy so that you can get from wherever you are now to where you want to go. And you basically have two choices. You have, maybe you see the possibility of creating your dream life in paradise and you want to invest the time and effort to figure it out alone. I'll figure it all out alone. And that's fine. If you want to do that, awesome. And that's one of the reasons I wrote the book, Claim Your Dream Life how to retire in paradise on a shoestring budget. You can absolutely do that on your own, on your own time. Or you can join me for a paradise vacation with a purpose. And I did these last year. 
COVID kind of slowed us down a little bit. And I decided, you know what, we're ready to roll out this Paradise Vacation with a Purpose program again and bring folks down here in Paradise. And so I'm going to share with you the uh, information that I have about this program. So first of all, it's at our house. We have a three-story vacation villa, four if you include the rooftop patio. So this is the Paradise Vacation with a Purpose in East Lopez, Mexico. And I just ask, are you ready to claim your uh, overseas dream life? And if you are, I invite you to join us. So thank you very much for those of you who are with me tonight, and I will see you in the group. Take care. This episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thanks for tuning in. Did you love this episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast? Then please subscribe to our show and leave us a nice review. It's very much appreciated. We invite you to visit paradisechecklist.com and download our free Paradise Checklist to start your journey. We'd also love for you to become part of our Claim Your Dream Life community. Thank you for listening.